We are still in shelter in place, and everybody knows that I'm here at my house. My engineer, Aaron, is at his house, and my guest is at her, her house. And um, I'm so excited to have her on tonight. I got a chance. I met her, what, about a couple of years ago? Uh-huh. A couple uh-huh. years ago. And um, got a chance to um, learn about her organization, and I kind of wanted to be a part of it and all that. And so um, got a chance to um, ask one of the dance groups to come and be a part of her, um, I won't let, I won't let her tell, talk about the, what uh, they were a part of, but um, I was just excited to be a part of, of her organization. It's called Unity in the Community of Ennis. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce uh, Charlotte Watson. She is a native of Ennis, and so, uh, so without further ado, this is Charlotte Watson. Yay! Oh, Hello. How are you, girl? Uh, I'm doing so good. I'm doing good. In of, I'm doing good. So, you want to tell everybody about who you are? Well, I am Charlotte Watson. Uh, like you said, I am a native of Ennis, Texas. Um, I am um, an educator. I'm an author. I am a lover of God and people. So, just that's, that sums it up for me. Um, anything I can do to help people, to, to serve people, I am willing to do that. Um, I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and um, so, uh, again, educator at the, in the charter school as well as Tarrant County Community College, and uh, spend my extra time hanging out in the yard and, and writing books and traveling, so, uh, except for now. While we're... <laughs> yeah, COVID-19. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, I uh, wanted you to be on the on. Canada Speaks podcast because, um, you know, you are doing uh, some great things in, in the city of Ennis. And um, so tell us about um, your organization called Unity in the Community of Ennis. How did that get started? You know, it, it like many organizations, um, it was birthed out of just, um, we wanted to serve. We were sitting around, my aunt, my mother and I were kind of sitting around the dinner table their parents, which were my grandparents, um, were just getting older, and like most grandparents, just really tr- trying to grow old gracefully, but we're having some challenges. We were having some challenges. My my grandfather was going blind. Um, he had some um, cancer issues, bone cancer, and, and my grandmother had a, a bout of dementia that was deteriorating, and so she was having these mini strokes, and my mother has nine brothers and sisters at that time, mm-hmm. and they were all professional, and we were all, you know, every, had a schedule. Everybody had a day that they took, my, you know, took care, came down to Ennis and took care of our grandparents. But it was still really hard to find resources for them. And so one of the things that we just finally said, you know, if it's this hard for us to find resources for our grandparents and we we're pretty proficient with the internet and my aunt is a nurse so she's in the medical profession and so if it's this difficult for us to find resources for them what about those people who don't have children those elderly people who don't have anybody don't have the internet don't know how to use the internet can't get services can't get resources and have no one to speak for them so that's really how it started um 
that, and from there, we've decided to have a health fair mm-hmm. and just bring in organizations to provide information to, you know, to particularly elderly, the elder, elderly community. And um, from there, it's been 21 years later, and it has grown, and it has just, we've added several different components and pieces, and it, it, just, it gets, just gets better and better. So, um, what some of the uh, what what are some of the the events that you I know you mentioned the health fair and you mentioned mm-hmm. um, uh, mm-hmm. some other what are some what, I know you do was it jazz on the main right the blues blues on main so blues on main blues on right yes. so typically what we do we kick off the year in January with our um, MLK celebration so uh, when it first started our very first one it com- it was comprised of the health fair um, on Saturday, and then we would have some type of memorial service on Sunday. And as, as it has evolved, we have um, added Thursday or added Friday. Um, Friday was the oratorical contest and art contest. So we worked with the surrounding school districts and um, some of the private schools um, for kids to have an opportunity to hone their speaking skills. And those individuals who, um, they weren't a band child and they weren't football, but they liked to draw. They were artistic. And so we involved them on that, on that Friday. And so we had a, a, a contest for them. We offered uh, scholarships from some of the surrounding doctors. Dr. Ruby White was always very good at making sure we had, um, more than enough to, to provide uh, opportunities for scholarships for those kids. And then on Saturday, we would do the health fair, and on Sunday, again, we do the, the, the some type of one community event, asking every church, no matter what denomination, no matter what color, no, no matter what race, just come together to celebrate the life and the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. And then um, in the past, on Monday, we would open that up and have some type of a youth event. Since the kids were out of school, use that as an opportunity to kind of get them off of the streets. Um, at that time, the police chief asked us if we would maybe host something to help them kind of corral and curtail the kids, keeping them out of the stores and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so we actually this year would have been our first year to do this. We were moving the January health fair to June and couple it with our blues on Maine, which is always the second Saturday in June. And we are so grateful to you. You played a part in, in some of the organizing of that and, and providing um, individuals to come and perform. But it's just a day of fun and music and food. Just, I mean, just plainly say it. We just put uh, an opportunity to come and bring your lawn chairs and listen to good music. So do you find so have you found that your community has um has gotten on board as like you said it's unity in the community. So uh, have you have you seen the growth of this organization where you have all different like you said races, all different denominations that they're you know coming together, you know, are you, are you seeing that now in 2020? You know, it, we um we are slowly it, it's really interesting that 
the city is, is on board with us and, and participate, and they're you know our biggest our biggest sponsor, and making sure that we have some of the things that we need. We've had several um, several other other individuals a part of our organization who were not African American, and unfortunately, they were they were given such backlash for being a part of this black organization, even though it's called Unity in the Community, and we ask, we, you know, invite everyone to be a part, because it is, it's community. I mean, it's, and I'm just a believer that God likes unity. You know, he, he endorses unity, and, um, and so we, we initially when we started out, the name of the organization was uh, King Celebration. And because of that, we were labeled as black organization. It's not for white people and that kind of thing. And so that is why we initially changed the name from King Celebration to Unity in the Community because we did want that stigma. We didn't want people to think that it was just for African-Americans, although there were just as many white people who believed in the power that Dr. King and the dream that Dr. King had. But sometimes we just that mental paradigm shift just doesn't happen for some of us. Um, So it's, it's gradually becoming a part of, um, of a, of a coalition of everybody really just joining forces um, to make sure that it is, it is a unified effort to serve our community um, through through unity in the community. And you're going to always have some some of those people who are not going to be a part, and that's okay. And what, I liked, the what I liked about, uh, especially at the Blues on the Main, Oh, I got to attend that on uh, last, uh, last summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that is that your mayor, Mary? I, I call her Mayor Angie. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I saw her, and she was actually, you know, she was there, and she was really engaging herself in those that were attending. I mean, she was she was very just walking around. You know, she was she had her, her she had her uh, picture frame. And she was yes. she didn't even take pictures, and so yes. uh, it just made me it made me it made me realize that she is she is a she is a, yes. a type of mayor that wants to connect uh, everybody within your community. That is correct. That is correct. You can just tell that she's very um, personable. I mean, you know, uh-huh. that, you know, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, her being a leader of your community, to me, mm-hmm. that that's a plus. Then you get the buy-in. You get the buy-in yes. from everybody, you know. And, and she has been very gracious and supporting many of, if not all, of our efforts that we've had. Um, One of the other events that we do is we call Learn Over Lunch. And every three months, we, on um, the third Saturday, it's the first or the third, my mom usually handles that, but it's the first or the third Saturday of the month, of those those months, and we just, we we really gear toward individuals who are senior citizens. Mm -hmm. And we, we provide them lunch. And we bring in an attorney, usually at every meeting, uh, and they come in and do wills and um, power of attorneys and medical power of attorneys and all of those legal documents free of charge for our wow. senior citizens. And so, yes, Mayor Angie is very supportive of that. We also bring in individuals who talk about, 
really anything that has to do with growing old gracefully. So it may be talking about, you know, life funeral planning and and, um, and maybe talking about, um, you know, just diabetes screenings or, you know, uh, driver's ed classes for seniors, just anything that we need, cooking in a crock pot, container gardening, just any of those things that we can continue to make sure that our community, our seniors particularly, are living very active lives and are part of what's going on in the community. You know, they have valuable wisdom, and so we never want to exclude them. So we want to make sure that we're, you know, providing opportunities for them to continue to be vibrant in our community. So what? So what is? Um, what What do you think is the future of Ennis? I mean, Ennis is. You can tell that Ennis is um, growing. And so, what What do you see? Um, what, what What do you see the direction of Ennis as far as? Um, My mom would probably be a better person to answer that because she is a commissioner, one of the commissioners in Ennis. Oh but wow! From what I can tell, and from what I've just kind of seen and heard her talking, uh, I was actually just at the, um, their last city commissioners meeting last Tuesday, where they um, they voted in the new city manager, which is Marty Nelson. He's working in as as the economic development director uh, for several years, and just knowing his vision. Um, I, I tease them all the time and say, you're trying to make this a mini grapevine Texas. Yeah. And that's really kind of the spirit that they're doing it in. Um, they want the, you know, the cobblestone road and the, all of the little brick, brick and mortar buildings that are still there and that kind of thing that we can still just have an older history. However, you know, they have the loft downtown now. They're adding more lofts. They um, just have lots of different things, many stores. Of course, we, we've got our Bucky's now and uh, got our Chick-fil-A. So if you get a Bucky's and a Chick-fil-A, you're, moving, you're, you're headed in the right direction. Yes, so, um, so, yeah, we're growing, and there's lots and lots of opportunities for people there. And um, so we're, we're really excited about what's happening. So what about, you know, what about the African, African-American community? How Are they... Um, are they being, you know, I guess, um, being a part of the process, you know, you know, being, um, I guess, being uh, seen at city council meetings, you know, and being a part of, you know, your unity in the community? Are you seeing them, hey, let's, let's you know, let's help, you know, make our city grow? We can always um, desire more. Yeah. We'd love to have more input. One of the things that Mom has instituted as um, city commissioner is coffee with the commissioner. And so she does that every quarter, and it's just open to anyone. It doesn't have to be someone that's in her particular area. But she normally brings in a city representative and the city manager for people to ask questions, for people to talk, and, you know, to make sure that if they can't make it to a city council meeting on a, on a you know, weekday night because of work, you can come this first Saturday of the month and you can, you know, you can ask questions and make sure that your voice is heard and to make sure that you're a part of the process that's going forward. So I do see an increase in that. Um, you know, sometimes in small towns, we're still a little intimidated yeah. about going downtown and going and facing, you know, people who don't look like us and who we're not sure whether or not they have our best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so so 
I I think I believe that the company with the company with the commissioner has is, is shifting that. Okay. They're making them a little more um, confident in 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 coming down and and having these conversations. That shows transparency as well. Without a doubt. Yes, yeah, it does. Transparency. So, what is, so y'all have a new police chief? Yes, we do. We have a new police chief. Um, I've had a couple of opportunities to meet him. And actually, um, he and my cousin were best friends in college. And oh, so wow. that's kind of how we kind of connected after the initial, um, after we initially met. But I believe that he is, he is very personable. He's very down to earth. He's very um, community minded. Doesn't matter what color, what race, what creed, what religion. He's very community minded, and that's what we have to have: is someone who is community minded, per- person ready to serve. We, you know, we want to say that officers are, you know, here to protect and to serve. But as we have seen, you know, in the country lately, um, that that really only is directed to one group of people. Yes. And so um, I feel like he's very different than that. Um, I have listened to him. I've talked to him a couple of times. And his, he has a different heart. He, he, to me, he has a true servant's heart. And when you have a servant's heart and a, a, the heart of a leader, then you, you don't, you know, you want to make sure that things are equitable. Yeah. You know, so, you, you, yeah. So, is there anything else that you want to uh, tell the listening audience about as far as what's going on with going on in Ennis? I mean, I know we're in the COVID nineteen um, status right now, and I know a lot of events have been canceled because of COVID nineteen. So, what? So, how are you? How are you? How's your organization? How are y'all handling? You know, the COVID nineteen shutdown. I mean, how, how are you handling that? Right. Well, of course, we are. Um, it has certainly put a damper on our meetings that we have every second Monday of the month. So if anybody would like to be a part of our organization, um, even though it's Unity in the Community of Ennis, we, we service Ellis County. So, you know, please feel free to come and join in. But um, we have our meetings by Zoom now. But we have canceled the booth on Maine. However, we've not canceled a portion of the health fair of that. So what we've done is um, Carter Blood Center is asking for blood. They're needing blood just hand over fist. They're, they're, there's just they don't, they don't have enough to um, really handle the amount of people that they're servicing at the hospital. So we've committed to continue to do the blood drive, which is June the 13th. Um, it's from 10 to 3. Not only will we have the blood drive, but we also have the mammogram unit. Um, so we have, um, you know, we've always had those services for the last 21 years. So we felt that during this crisis that we also provide that. Um, in addition to that, we're doing a massive food drive. Uh, we've partnered with the Ennis Fire Departments. And we are wanting to get not only the blood, but we were asking people to also bring canned goods. Uh, Helping Hands of Ennis is our local food bank. 
and they have been hit so hard that their shelves are empty. And so we are asking people to do whatever they can to donate if they have an abundance um, and, um, you know, so that we can help each other because it's about community. It's about serving each other and, and helping those who are in need. And so we may not be in need today, but we may be tomorrow. And so it's, it's very, you know, it's, it's important that we give when we can. So, um, so that's a big thing coming up. Mom and I were, were just talking yesterday. Um, we're going to do something for our senior citizens who are not able to see their families who are in the nursing homes. So, um, I, I actually have on my list to call Megan, uh, Coleman to uh, see about them coming down and helping us with um, uh, sharing some snow cone love to oh, yeah. our uh, to our uh, to our, our individuals who are in the in the nursing homes. Yeah. So um, I want to. Uh, I just wanted to say I really appreciate you um, accepting the invitation to be on my podcast because. I mean, I know uh, we always uh, give it in a, a hard time. We always say, you know, Ennis is our rival. And I'm like, uh, I'm asking uh, an Ennis uh, person to be on the Canada Girl Speaks podcast. But you guys are just up the road. And so um, I know a lot of people, they go they go to Ennis, they come through Ennis, you know, you know, right. at the place. And so... Um, right. Even when even though, even when the even when you guys had the blues on the main uh, last uh, last summer, I mean you actually talked to people from Point Canada, you know. Yes, the, at, always. You know, at that event, and so uh-huh. um, in spite of us being you know the rival thing, you know, we love Ennis. Yeah, you guys are lions. And that's okay because we, we, we love we love of course Canada too. Talk, and talking to your mother, um, it, I got got a chance to talk to your mom, and she talked she talked about how. Uh, you know, back when she was going to school, how you know the, the G.W. Jackson and mm-hmm. and and, and their, what was the name of their school back then? G.W. Carver. G.W. Carver uh, would uh, come to Corsicana, and whether she said they would they would uh, have take their men. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I would love to get your mom on one day and just try have a conversation about that. But it was so so fun to hear her talk right. about you know the rival between. You know the Carver and then you know the Jackson and all right, that. Right, That's history. That's history. Yeah. So, um, Sean, I'm gonna give you a chance to uh, give you shout out to everybody out in the listening audience before we close out. So go ahead with your shout out. Well, thank you. I just like to give a huge shout out to um, two our volunteers, our Unity volunteers who are in Ennis, Texas, and some who serve in in the Dallas area as well. Um, we could never do what we do. Without them, um, just give a shout out to Mayor Angie and to the whole city of Ennis for their support of unity in the community and all that they do. And, of course, my mom, who is just the love of my life, and uh, she's my best friend. That's my, my, that's my bestie. So, um, you know, she fights and works really hard to make sure that um, our, the city of Ennis is served well. So just thank you, and thank you for allowing me to um, to talk about unity in the community. It is one of my passions, so I can never, you know, never, never run out of words to say about it. So if anybody wants to um, be a part of any of the organizations, any, uh, any of the unity, any of the unity in the community events, how can they make contact with you? Oh, wow. They can give me a call 
um, we actually have a Unity number, and so they can call Unity, that's U-N-I-T-Y, 79227. Again, that's Unity, 79227. Or they can give us an email at U-I-T-C of Ennis at gmail.com. Uh, they can look us up on Facebook, Unity in the Community of Ennis, and on um, Twitter, it's Unity One Music Fest. So, so there's different ways to reach you. Different ways, yes. Different but ways to reach if you. all else fails, they can always give me a call. My number is 214-475-0042. We are taking names uh, to sign up for the blood donation. So if you have anyone who would like to donate blood, um, for the men and women who are suffering, and children now, who are yeah. suffering from COVID-19, uh, who have been affected by that, please feel free to give us a call. If anyone needs mammograms, um, insurance or no insurance, please give us a call. And certainly, if you are able, please donate any type of non-perishable food items to us on that day. That's June 13th, so we've got a couple of weeks. June 13th from 10 to 3 o'clock there downtown at the Welcome Center. At the Welcome Center. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate you being on Can I Go Speak podcast, and um, I look forward to, um, you know, working with you. You know, I know um, we're yes, going to pray hard that, you know, next year uh, it's going to be different. Yeah. Different. We're going to bring back, you're going to bring back Blues on the Main and, and yes. the other events that you guys, that you guys do, and that's, that's what our prayer is going to be. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, have a great day. Have a good, have a good evening. And you thank too. you so much to my listening audience for listening to Canada Speaks Podcast. Have a good evening. Can a Girl Speaks Podcast is recorded at Shred Shed Studio. Shred Shed Studio, where you get big city production at small town prices. Recording, mixing, mastering, guitar instruction, production, and songwriting. Find out more at shredshedstudio.com or email your inquiries to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at shredshedstudio.com, the premier music studio in Corsicana, Texas.